And so as you get settled in, you can go ahead and close your eyes. And just begin to draw your attention inwards and upwards to the seat of the soul. So just bring your focus very consciously aware of that direction, moving into the spiritual journey on this path to sound and light. And just now begin to visualize that radiant form So just begin to see the blue or purple light or golden white light or myself or Jim, however that radiant form manifests for you. Just begin to focus, to visualize. So that you bring yourself into that oneness, that loving, that is there for you with God's loving as that radiant form. And just know it is through this radiant form is God working with you, the soul, directly to assist you and to walk with you in this inner journey, to guide you, to bring you into that greater place of awakening and knowing that divine light and sound of which you are one and part of. So take the time and give the focus to developing this inner relationship of both light and sound. And that radiant form is the action of that inner light, the light of God's loving expression. And as we continue to build that focus, we also awaken to the inner sound, the sound of God's voice calling us home. It may even come through as the voice of that spiritual teacher is that radiant form or simply as a frequency, a tone or a pitch or sounds of nature or musical instruments. Just allow the sound to come forward however it does as you continue to visualize and hold your attention on that radiant form. And if you don't see or hear, then use the senses of your inner knowing and feeling so that you know that connection, that you feel that warmth and loving, that peace that comes with that radiance. Just take the time 
to experience and to know And just allow that loving that moves through the radiant form to now fill your consciousness through that spiritualized center. Just allow that light and sound and that loving to move from the radiant form and into you. Know your oneness. Know your connection. Just allow yourself to experience the truth of this radiance. Just allowing that loving to fill you from head to toe. And from the toe right on back up through the top of your head. And just pouring out like a fountain of loving. And now see that inner light and sound, this movement of loving moving from you, the soul, towards the radiant form. And as you do, just even within yourself, you can state, I love you. I love you. And as you see or hear or feel this loving moving from you to the radiant form. Just bring forward that name, the hue. And as you share your loving, begin to chant the hue within as a movement and expression of your loving, this radiant form. And in a moment, we're going to chant the hue out loud. And as we do, just see that loving, moving, building that connection. You move into the greater experience of that oneness. So just take in a deep breath, and on the exhale, we'll begin.
and just continue chanting the hue within or the sacred names given in initiation. And just allow that sacredness that is in the name to continue building this relationship of loving with that radiant form. Know that there is a bond of love that as you give and as you receive is through this action of loving that the soul is brought into the greater awakening in the knowing of self. So build the bonds of love, sharing your loving and receiving the loving from their radiant form that is God's loving and expression. And look to this loving and listen, allowing yourself to experience. And through this relationship, know that God is working with you on this inner journey the soul's awakening and return home. So just continue chanting within and sharing your loving, allowing that loving between you and the radiant form to build. And as you move into this greater experience, just allow this radiant form to bring you into the greater experience of the divine so that God's will truly unfolds, that you walk this journey with loving and acceptance and forgiveness, that you release all attachments and just allow yourself but one, the oneness of loving.
So once again, see that inner radiant light, the seat of the soul, however it comes forward. Is it blue or purple or gold or white? Just allow yourself to be present with this radiant form, continuing to experience that loving, that light, and that sound. And just see this loving flooding down into your consciousness, into the body. And just open to receive allowing every level within to just take in this radiance. Just let the warmth of this loving just fill you once again to overflowing. And just learn to stay open, to continue to receive to continue living in the loving. And allow the loving to live you. Just continue letting that loving live in you and through you. As you open your physical eyes, even allow that loving to move through your eyes into the world around you. Some of what I'd like to share about more is that action of the radiant form on this path to sound and light and how important the value is and not only recognizing what that relationship is, but what it's about and why it's important to develop that relationship. Just as we did the meditation, just now spending time in doing that. You know, we always talk about loving God and allowing God to love you, but it is through the radiant form that that action of loving takes place. Because in truth, That radiant form is God's loving and expression. That is God's loving. So if we are looking and wanting God's loving, look to the radiant form, regardless of how it shows up. If it shows up as a blue light, as a purple light, as a golden white light, or as myself or Jim, or even a different spiritual teacher that you may not even recognize, let it be what it is because it is an expression of God's love. And I mean that. It is the most direct expression that we can experience on any level or realm of consciousness. So when we go into meditation, focusing at the spiritualized center, and looking inside and chanting that sacred name, know what to look for. Know what to listen for. That's why we always talk about that radiant form. A little while back, I shared 
an experience that I had inside with that radiant form, with the truth of that expression. It is both the light and the sound. The light is where we can see and know, and the sound is the loving, the essence, the frequency of this pathway. And it'll often come through as a voice of even the teacher. In this particular experience, it was God talking through me as a spiritual teacher, the soul, not this body, not this personality. And that's how that works. The true master, if you will, or spiritual teacher, the being of one who has walked us in our journey, who has merged into the oneness with God, who is in truth one with that living, loving essence that can say, I and the Father are one. In that oneness is where God uses that consciousness as a vehicle for that direct expression. And I know these things can be hard to understand, but as we hear them and begin to experience them inwardly, they make more sense. But it's also the challenge to not get caught up in the personality of the teacher physically, but to always realize that's just a vehicle. That's why Jim and I spend the time and emphasize it's the radiant form, the spiritual form, the Holy Spirit. But that Holy Spirit that is God's loving expression will use that soul, that form of the one who is sharing that loving, will speak through, will express through that form. That's why not only you see us here physically and as in sharings like we're here doing today, you begin to hear or even experience that essence of loving just as we gather. But that's why even God will use even our form that you see physically inside. But obviously when you see it in meditation or in a dream state, it's obviously not the physical, is it? It is the soul of the one who is awakened with God that God embeds works through, moves that loving from the very heart of God down through every realm into expression. And it is that expression, that movement of spirit through that form that works with each of us, the soul, to awaken us, to bring us back into that state of oneness, which it is. I don't want to just say from which it comes from, but from which that is, that oneness is the expression that we see even in the individualization of the spiritual teacher, that radiant form within. And it is through that in our relationship that we begin to open to receive, to experience, to come to know what that essence of loving is, what that true oneness of God is is through that form. It will awaken us. It will give us direction. It will show us the way. It will bring us along our personal journeys, no matter what that looks like. So take the time to really develop that inner relationship with the radiant form of the spiritual teacher, the light and the sound, the loving. 
Remember when Jim used to do some of the guided meditations where he would focus up to the spiritual eye and to look through the door and to see the radiant form of the teacher there and for us to reach through and to take the hand of the teacher, to take the hand. Literally, it can be like taking the hand. It can appear that real, just as if you would physically. But often we don't see it that way. Often we just see it as an inner light. Or if we don't even see the inner light, we may hear the inner sound. That's still the hand of God reaching, but it's up to us to take that. Or we just feel it. We feel that sensation on the head or here in the spiritual eye center. Did you feel that today? Did you notice? For me, I noticed right on that third eye area, it was more intense or focused today. It's very tangible in that way. So be aware of that. Because there are times where it is a little more intense or tangible, just like you might have felt it today in the meditation. That's the radiant form there. Supporting you, the soul, awakening you, the soul, bringing you more alive to the spirit, the truth that is unfolding there. But that radiant form, remember, I'm going to say this over and over and over and over, that it really is God's loving, not the personality, but to recognize that. And that's why we want to take the hand, to follow after, to watch, to listen observe, move with it, and allow yourself to experience. Because in that form is that living word or mantle that God places in that soul we call the spiritual teacher. But it is that mantle or living word that is the true spiritual teacher, that is the true form of God's loving. But this is a realm of individualization, So God will use a form, an individualized form, that we can have that relationship of loving with to begin to recognize and know that so that we can follow and seek. And we try to keep this simple, give a few ideas of what that can look like or sound like or feel like or just to know. Sometimes we don't even see any form, whether it's in meditation or in the dream state. Sometimes it's just that little nudge or feeling on the top of the head. But to give it attention, to pay attention, to hold our attention on that inner experience. Because following that will lead us through life to fulfill the experiences we've come into this realm to have. And it is through that loving that does assist us in fulfilling that, in completing that, in freeing ourselves of the karmas or the lessons. So be a true disciple. A true disciple is one who looks and listens and follows that movement of God's loving. And in that, also, a disciple is what? A student. What are we doing as a student? We're learning. So learn. That takes an openness, a vulnerability to look and to listen, to feel. So we come into the knowing. So to be the disciple is to be the student, the one who is observing and looking to learn. This is a pathway of discovery. 
And it can truly be a wonderful adventure. Well, that's where we spend a lot of the other talks talking about that, don't we? About finding our way through all the drudgery, using loving, acceptance, forgiveness. Well, I'm not talking about that today. But that's where we spend a lot of time talking. So we can move through all that stuff that seems so heavy and hard. But the truth and the matter, so to speak, is a simple journey of loving. And about it's knowing what to look for, knowing how to approach this journey that makes a difference in setting ourselves free and allowing that radiant form of God's loving to work with us to bring us into the freedom, to learn the lessons, to have the guidance. But it's funny also how it works. Because it is God leading us, loving us all along. We can't make this happen. We won't even respond or even begin to look to God, the Spirit, to loving until we are called, until God calls the soul. It is time. It is time, my child, come home. And as God calls the soul, then we will begin now the journey of seeking, of looking, to find, to discover what is this inside that is calling me, that is nudging me, that is pulling on me, that I am longing for. And often we'll look to answer questions like, why am I here? What's my purpose? What's the meaning of life? These are the things that will begin to stir in us. And those are good questions. And a good disciple will be one who will seek out to discover the answers, the understanding. And it is in that seeking for that understanding that we begin to answer the call. That's how we answer the call. Is in the seeking, the looking for. And in that we will have the experiences that will bring us the learning the understanding, both through information, but mainly through experience, so that we truly know the information that may be being shared. So be the good disciple. Approach not just this pathway. Your life is your pathway. Approach your life with eyes of discovery, looking to learn, whatever it may be. Anything going on mentally, emotionally, physically, imaginatively, unconsciously, subconsciously, and spiritually. Because ultimately, it is the spiritual seeking that will answer all questions and fulfill all karmas and desires. As we often hear that phrase, God first and God only. So as we keep our eyes on God, that radiant form that will lead us to the answer, to the experience, to discover that which we as a soul have come here to discover, to learn, to experience. It happens automatically just by keeping our eye on God. And part of the reason I put the diagram out here again, showing the different levels, of course, from spirit down to soul, the etheric, mental, causal, astral, physical, and as you see this green line I did up from the base of the physical up to the soul level and back down here is the talk I gave about climbing the inner mountain because as often as a journey. 
And that inner climb is what we're doing on this pathway of meditation. But we may not know how to get to the peak. So we have a tour guide, the spiritual teacher or the radiant form. I like using the word radiant form better than spiritual teacher because to me that makes it truly all about the inner, not about the physical one. All the physical one's all right too, in my opinion. That's supposed to get a laugh. <laughs> but also, one of the ways that I not only look at this as an inner mountain, but I also look at this much like a Christmas tree. Isn't it interesting? Christmas tree up there at the peak and what's often at the top of the Christmas tree? The star, right? Well, it's funny because the star, I'm going to actually do a six-pointed star up here. That star has often been called the star of Bethlehem, the soul star. That's our own soul. That's the journey we're climbing the mountain or on the top of the tree. That star represents our own soul, our awakening. And that journey up is all the experiences we're going to have and learn through that. And I like to look at a couple of other things here too. If we look at this as a tree, what does every tree have, right? Right through the middle of it? What do we call that? That's right, the trunk. Of course, there's the roots that come down, all of our attachments into the world, right? But that trunk right in the middle, that's a straight and narrow pathway. And isn't it interesting? On this straight and narrow pathway, that trunk, it goes right on up. Some trunks, they get a little windy, curly. Well, yeah, that's, that's what actually happens. Such is life. It's not just one straight path. It's all over the place. But isn't it interesting, too, on the trunk, what comes out of the trunk? All these branches, right? Well, all those branches that come out of the trunk, guess what those are? Those are all the experiences the soul is having as it goes into all these realms of consciousness. Just like in the physical world, here are the roots or branches here as well. That's our journey of having life experience. Heard of the phrases like fruits of our labor? Well, some trees produce fruit, right? So our actions, what we create, what we produce through our actions are the experiences. And often you heard the phrase, we eat our karma. Yeah, you're going to kind of eat the karma, eat your own creations. In other words, you're going to have those experiences that you create. That's the eating of it. That's the karma. But it's by doing that how we have the experience to fulfill the journey. And once we do that, guess what? Well, then we just come right back in on the branch, right back to the trunk, right back to that inner straight and narrow, that place of centeredness, the place of neutrality from which all creation comes, all the experiences come out of that centered place of neutrality where pure spirit resides. And guess what? That trunk, I kind of tried to do it in purple, but this is more of a pinkish, purplish fuchsia or something, is that purple light. That's the spiritual pathway. That purple light is a radiant form. So on this journey, when we move in meditation, we're out here on one of the limbs, right? You feel like you're hanging on the edge of life, out at the end of the limb, blowing in the wind, don't know if you're going to fall off as bad fruit or whatever. 
So what do we do? We, we meditate. We try to come back into the center. Because what is the trunk? The stability, the strength, the solidness. Branches break off. But that trunk usually doesn't break. It bends a lot. But this is the trunk you can't even cut down. So when we go into meditation, we're coming in from the branches or out on the limb and back to the center, to the trunk, that straight and narrow pathway. And here's the way this works. Whether you've had these kinds of inner experiences or not, the way the journey works. As we begin to go inside and lift up in spirit, the soul begins to transcend all the experiences below it. And guess what happens? We'll go up and up and up, and all of a sudden we'll feel like we're falling. And then we'll go up and up and up, and then we'll feel like we're falling. I've often called this two steps forward, one step back. The way I've experienced it from day one to this day, whenever I go into spirit, I will often find myself traveling upwards, upwards, upwards in spirit towards that star, that great light, the sun. It's what we always want to go for. Go for the light and the sound. And I'll find myself moving towards it, towards it, and then all of a sudden at some point, all of a sudden I find myself dropping. But what happens when I drop? I'll come down, and then all of a sudden I'll go out, back onto the horizontal. Guess what I'm doing? Well, now I've lifted up in spirit as high as I can go for that experience, and then I'm coming back down and out to no matter what realm it is, whether it's the physical realm, the astral realm, the causal, the mental, the etheric, the soul, we come back down and out to have experience, life experience, the soul's experience, no matter what realm of creation we're on. So we go back out on one of those branches, having experience, and once we've had the experience, sowed whatever seeds, then guess what happens? We go back inside, in and up again. We go up and up, and then all of a sudden, once again, we find ourselves, oh my God, I'm falling. We fall, but we realize we don't fall all the way down. We just fall a little ways, and then we go back out again. But what's it feel like? Well, we have the falling sensation, or the step backwards feel. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Haven't you your whole life experienced of wonderful excitement, joy moving forward, and then all of a sudden it feels like everything falls flat, and you feel like, God, I feel like I just go, went back to where I was, like I'm not making any progress. That's the one step back. That's the experience of falling. All we're doing is going to have more experience, and as we have that experience, and then as we focus back inside on the radiant form, it pulls us back in to that centered place and back up. We fall down, right? Fall down and out. We lift in and up. Simple. The Christmas tree, just a regular tree. I just say that because the star on the top. That's the journey. This is the simplicity of the journey. But you know, I like to say with the Christmas tree, you know how they wrap it with lights, all the different lights on there? To me, each of those lights are fulfillment of a karmic experience, a lesson learned, an enlightenment along this path to illumination. Does that make sense? Every experience, everything we learn, those are the lights that go off on the Christmas tree. So we keep lighting another light as we keep 
doing the journey, fulfilling our experience. And now the light goes on. Ah, enlightenment. And we get drawn back into the middle, lift up another level, go out another branch, put a few more lights on, light up a few more lights. When that's done, we come back in. It's simple. In and up, down and out. In and up, down and out. In and up, down and out. In and up. God, am I ever going to get home? In and up, down and out. In and up, down and out. Woo! Oh my God, there's just one light now, not all these little lights. One light. The light of soul. That's where we're all going. If you've been initiated, or if you have written a letter of intention, are intending to be initiated, you are doing this journey. You are answering that inner call. And it's funny, at the bottom of a tree is usually what? The wider the base, right? So even as we're doing this inner journey, we seem to keep having these physical experiences and we feel like we keep getting dragged back down. Well, the branches are wider at the bottom, right? So it seems like there's more lessons and it's harder. It's heavier. Well, that's often the experience here. But the higher you go, the branches don't go out so far. They come in more and more. So it gets easier and easier. But they're still... The experiences until we get to the very peak, the very top, where there's no more branches sticking out horizontally. So a tree's like the cross as well. The horizontal line is all those branches. The vertical one is that trunk that just goes up and down. So we're always moving towards that star at the top. That star at the top is a golden white light, the awakening to soul, and that purple light or the blue, or even gold or white, is that movement of spirit out of the realms of spirit, down through the soul, down through all the realms, through that trunk. And I'll tell you what, right here at the bottom, there's always an anchor point. On every realm, there's anchor points. But right here, the living word made flesh is where it's anchored in the spiritual form of the teacher physically. But then as we move up, we can see that spiritual form on all the different levels. And even when we get here, right here unto the soul star, right here, when we wake up to the soul, is where we will come face to face with God directly. Face to face. Because in that realm of soul, God does take on an individualized form or appearance. And there's the recognition and that's the beginning where we, the soul, begin to now merge back into the true oneness of God that's beyond any form, beyond the face. There's no form, but in the beginning there is. But it's amazing because when you come to that point and see the Lord face to face, you will know. And then the face changes. There is a face often been referred to the white hair, the beard, like Santa Claus, I like to say. Oh yeah, it'll take on a form. But then all of a sudden the face will change and you'll start to see other faces. And in those other faces you will see the face of the spiritual teacher who initiated you. Because the teacher is one with God. And that's how we recognize that. And then we discover, oh my God, it's true. The radiant form of the teacher that truth, spiritually, really is one with God. It changes their face, God's face. So God will use the face of the teacher to always look towards that because that will bring us into 
that oneness with God directly, the star at the top of the tree. So listen to the voice. Watch for the face. On the physical level, it may not be so radiant, but believe me, in spirit and especially in soul, it will radiate the light and the sound. And it is just amazing the loving that you will see and hear and it fills you. You will know it through your experience. So on this journey of moving into that awakening of soul, look, listen, feel, follow that tour guide because that's what's going to awaken you little by little and walk with you to support you into finishing all the journey on the limbs, the branches, should go back and forth and back and forth, but yet still higher and higher. The next time you feel like two steps forward, one step back, one step back is just fulfilling the experience, bringing the karmas more complete, learning the lessons. Then we just keep being drawn within. God will keep bringing us within. But then it's up to us to respond and follow that inner call, to follow that inner pull, to go within, to allow that to unfold. Not only to allow it, but to actually participate with it, to give it our loving. I always like to say, look, listen, and feel. In this level, we talk more about feelings, but in spirit, it's really more experience because the light fills you, the love fills you. But our physical experience of that will be more of a feeling. You ever feel spirit on the top of your head or feel it fill you? What? Well, gives you a great idea, but it's even so much more on that inner journey when you don't have the limitations, the physical boundaries in that way. There's one reference that I've heard Jim share about that I like often of how this Sometimes it's been talked about as the shepherd and the sheep. And the sheep know the voice of their shepherd. And they will respond to that. So when the shepherd comes to the pen where the sheep are kept and opens the door and calls out, the sheep that are his hear the call and respond and follow that voice and move towards that shepherd and come out of the pen through that gate. I just think it's a wonderful reference because that's truly how this works. It is that voice of God that calls us and we respond. We hear that. Until then, we're just sitting or moving about in the pen, not even knowing we're even caught in a pen. But then when we hear that and follow that and walk through that gate, that the shepherd holds open is when we begin to move into the greater freedom. And now we're on a journey and we just keep following that voice. That's all we have to do. But you see, we often have a challenge with that because we've had so many experiences where we've been hurt, where we've learned not to trust, where we hold on. And you guys keep talking about surrender, be open. Be vulnerable. Oh my God, that's so risky. I've been hurt so many times. I've learned not to trust people. 
What if you guys are liars and frauds and are trying to take advantage of me? Those are the things that are going to come up inside that we're going to have to look at, to work with, to find our way through so we can learn once again to come back into that place of openness and vulnerability and trust. It's a journey we all have to walk. And it's a journey that is okay to take gradually with baby steps, little by little, where we learn to trust, learn to be open again, learn to be vulnerable, little by little. And over time, through our experience, we'll find how that will work for ourselves. And it often is good to be cautious. It is often good to take our time. If anything, by doing it that way, then our steps are more sure, they're more solid. We walk on more stable ground and not on shaky ground. And the nice thing when we do that, we begin to have the greater experience of that greater trust, of that greater surrender or vulnerability that we're willing to surrender, to truly let go of all things so that all that's left is that oneness of spirit because it is a journey into the oneness. But in that oneness, we've got to be willing to give up all things. And that's the challenge. That's the struggle. But the funny thing is, when you get to that place where not only are you willing, but you do give up all things, and you move into that oneness and freedom, all of a sudden, you get all things. You get it all. But the difference is, You no longer need it. You no longer are attached to it. You no longer have to have it because some part of you believes that you have to have it for your security, your stability. You think you can't do without it. But once you find you can do without it, there's a day you realize a greater freedom. And then in truth, that in God all things are fulfilled. I didn't say in God all things are possible. I said in God all things are fulfilled. And the possibilities are endless, whatever they may be. And we need to realize this is really a spiritual journey done inside. And truly, it does not matter what your physical experiences are. There is no spiritual, physical purpose It's all spiritual. It does not matter what you do or say or think or feel in this world. With God, all things are possible. So we're going to have all these different thoughts, feelings, actions, and reactions in the world. We're going to say and think all kinds of things. I do all kinds of things. But the spiritual journey is the one inside where the one who we are is simply experiencing, observing the experience of all that's taking place through the mind, the emotions, and the body. That's the one who's truly living. That's the one who's having the experience. And all we want to do is come back to that one inside that is experiencing. That's what this journey is. In meditation, we're coming back to that, coming in and up to that oneness. That's the truth of where the freedom is. Funny thing is, it's who you are. 
You've always been free in that. Such a strange experience until we wake up and realize and know that oneness once again. So take the time. Start to give greater value and emphasis once again to that inner radiant form. That's the connection. That's the relationship. When we do the initiation, yeah, there's this physical action we do, placing our hands on your head, sharing the names of God with you, because it is bringing that spiritual essence into the physical consciousness. Why? Because the soul is in this physical consciousness. So we want to bring the spirit into and through every level, including the physical. So we do a physical initiation to make that connection spiritually through every realm of creation so that the soul can receive here and begin to work itself free of the physical karmas as well as the karmas through the other realms. So we need that bond, that connection through every single level. That's why we have the sharings like today, to continue that connection, to continue that relationship of loving. Because in that relationship of loving is how we come to know that greater truth and how we do awaken. And it's no different just as we here physically can have a wonderful loving relationship. It is the same on the other levels. And you know that if you've had any inner experience, including dreams during the day, in meditation, doesn't matter when, if you've had any inner experience, you know that. And you will know the true radiant form. And I say true because there's a lot of facades and reflections that will pretend to be the radiant form. But you will know the true form by the loving Look, listen, and feel, and you will know the loving. There's a deep sacredness in that relationship. So if and when you have that inner experience, whether it be a dream or meditation or whatever, look for that sacredness, and that is how you will know that that is the true radiant form of God's loving. And in that knowing, you won't fall for the games of the great deceiver, You'll see the games, believe me. If you haven't already discovered as you meditate more, you notice you start to recognize more the games in the world that people run, including ourselves, but other people as well. Yeah, it's because we're waking up. We're waking up to all the facades, the illusions, the games. Because that's what light does. The light brings awareness to see, to know, that's how we learn the lessons of being a good disciple, right? But it's through seeking and following that light and sound that does bring us to the greater awakening and knowing, which is the fulfillment of the lessons. So don't look to the lesson. Look to the loving. And the loving will reveal all of it. It's funny because when you really do this, and follow this, you'll find there's no need to even look for the psychic answers, the psychic direction, because that radiant form will lead you and give you everything you need from every level of consciousness. 
You won't even have to know what it is you need. And in the moment, it'll be supplied and given. Jim or I often don't even know right in the moment. And then all of a sudden, it's right there. And all of a sudden, it's fulfilled. I always like to say, I'm never surprised anymore, but I'm always in awe or inspired because it is so amazing and wonderful how Spirit does provide, does support, does give us exactly what we need. And it's God who really knows what we need, regardless of what we think or say or feel. How many times have you gotten what you don't want or have gotten what you do want by letting go of something else? So we'll see it in a lot of our experience as it's reflected into the world. So as we learn to see and recognize the inner form, as we wake up to that more, in that greater wakefulness, we'll also recognize and see more of the truth of spirit as expressed in the world and also the illusion, the reflective process, good or bad. We're going to see it all. We're going to learn it all. And let it be okay. Just remember, the negative experiences are simply that one step back, we're going out on the branch to have the experience, to learn the lesson. And as we keep meditating, we come right back on in and lift up to another level and then just simply go back out onto another branch, more experience, more learning, back into the middle on up. That's all it is. It's a simple journey. Just don't get lost or bogged down in all the details. That's why we keep sharing the simplicity and why I'm spending the time today to emphasize the importance of keep coming back to that radiant form right here at the seat of the soul and just riding on up that purple light or however it appears on up the trunk till you rise to the top and the tree and awaken and once again really know that truth of who you are is that soul star and how God's been supporting you all along through that radiant form and then beyond the radiant form and into the beingness where you really begin to wake up and know the greater truth of the oneness now beyond the form into the formless. There's a good chance that throughout your life you've been aware of this movement of loving that is the radiant form guiding you, protecting you, directing you, giving you insight or understanding, even before you ever heard about the spiritual path or meditation or initiation. Because the true radiant form, which is the Holy Spirit, is ever with the soul. It is the Holy Spirit that created soul. And it is the Holy Spirit that has gone with the soul throughout all of its experience, throughout all of its great adventures, throughout all the universes, even down in this universe of time and space. And it is ever with it. It is just that the soul sometimes loses sight of its companion, of its partner in the journey. But in this lifetime, if you have been drawn into initiation, into the inner pathway of meditation, such as this one, more than likely, you can look back and see where at times that presence of the Holy Spirit in the form of the radiant form has been there for you, nudging you, pushing you, reminding you, you know, go here, no, don't go there, go here. 
Do this, don't do that, do this. Let go of that, it's over, let go. Move forward. Or whatever it might be. It may have been a sense of something stirring inside of you, which you might have called your conscience, that ever kept pulling you to do things better or different for yourself and for those around you. It may have been a dream that came to you and began to give you a different sense of direction or motivation to go. It may have even been a person in the world who came up to you and said something, shared something with you that all of a sudden just changed your life, changed your direction, changed your motivation because of something that they said. Well, the Holy Spirit will use whatever it has to use to assist the soul in its journey. It will use something in the world. It will use something inside yourself, your guilt or whatever, to begin to bring you into a different place of centeredness, of forgiving, of loving, whatever it might be. Those are more indirect experiences of the radiant form or the Holy Spirit, or the movement of God's loving in your life that you may have experienced in your childhood on up into today. But once we are initiated, we have access to a more direct experience of that Holy Spirit. No longer is it intuition, a nudge, a word from outside. It is truly something that we begin to experience inside, a movement in action, by seeing that inner light, the light of our own soul, by hearing the inner sound, that still small voice of God, we begin to experience that radiant form directly. And that's one thing that we have really emphasized on this pathway within Inner Light Ministries. We have asked you not to focus on the outer form of the teacher, not to focus into the physical realities, but rather to focus on the inner and to begin developing a relationship one-on-one with you and God. And that Holy Spirit stands there present with you to ever assist you in doing just that. Because the Holy Spirit is God, assisting you in your action of awakening, in your action of merging back into oneness with God. And as an initiate, as you sit down to meditate, you are giving access for the Holy Spirit to come into you and to assist you in your journey. You're giving permission for God to participate with you directly now, not indirectly through all these other ways, avenues of being with you, but a direct way. And that's why we ask you to develop a direct relationship with God. One-on-one. Now that does mean that in your meditation then, you've got to get it down to real simple elements. It's not about the mind and all its make-believe and all its want and all that it goes on with or the emotions or the imagination or the body. It's not about the psychic and the development of powers and gifts It's not about the ego and its want in the world for success and fame and glory and identification of the self-ego. It is about one simple thing, 
the soul waking up. The soul has been trapped in this physical consciousness, in these physical realms, for however long it's been trapped. And the only way it got trapped is it got caught up in a downward and outward focus. And it identified itself with the outer. And it believed itself to be a part of the outer. Now the journey has shifted. The direction has changed. And it's inward and upward. Away from all these complexities and illusions. And into the very simple, which is loving. Because that's all the soul is, is loving. And in order to know your soul... You want to become loving. And how do you know when you're connected to your soul? Because the loving is present. And it means that you are rising above all the elements of this physical creation that has held you in bondage for so long. So if you don't see the radiant form, and if you don't hear the inner sounds, and if you don't see the light of your own soul, maybe maybe you can begin to relate to it through that movement of loving that you may be experiencing inside yourself. Maybe at times in your meditation, you just feel this warmth moving with inside of you that is radiating outward to all things. Or maybe you feel a presence, an energy, a movement, a loving that is coming to you and beginning to move in you and through you. There's a lot of ways that we can experience that movement of God in our lives. One way for me, it has been how simple my life has become and how focused my life has become. That day when I shared God first and God only, I truly meant that. And that is ever my goal, God first and God only. And that's one way, if we can keep that in our focus, that we can truly begin to experience the divine within. We can truly experience that movement of loving in our daily life and in our living heart. So let go of all those elements of this creation and the lower realms. Let go of it. Don't seek it out. They're not important. If anything, those are the things that have trapped the soul here so many times before. So many times before, many of us have gotten caught up in having power, having authority, having position, and getting recognition for that from others in the world. Give that up. Let go of that. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. It only matters what you think of you. And if you don't like what you think of yourself, don't look in the world to have it change. Because the world is just going to reflect back to you what you are living inside yourself. If you're living judgment and fear, anger and frustration, and you look out to the world for something different of yourself, well, guess what? The world is the mirror. And it's just going to reflect back to you all those qualities to enhance your frustration and anger and sorrow and whatever it is. But if we can look above all of that, which is of the world, and not look to the reflection, but look to the true, we can begin to experience the true. 
And I'm not going to say the only way, but the only way I found for me that really truly works in doing that is by meditating, by going inside, by holding our awareness at the seat of the soul where the loving resides. And in that way, we begin to free the soul from all of its entanglements into the physical creation and into this physical body consciousness. And it allows the soul to begin to lift itself out of this and to begin to waken once again into its own true nature. Wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep room, he says. And that's the goal of our meditation, is to wake up, to bring the soul awake from a deep, deep sleep that has been lost in for so long. It has been living the dream, but not living the truth. It has been living in the reflection, but not living in the truth. And it is time now for the soul to wake up. Wake up and know that it is a child of God, that it is pure, living, loving essence, and that its true home is in God and not in this world. And to get free of this, even while you're in the body, to get free of it, so that you don't live in bondage anymore. That's the name of the game here. We have been in bondage. In the Lord of this realm, has kept us in bondage. And he set a lot of traps out there for us. And we've just about taken every one of them and got ourselves stuck in them. Some of them are hooks. Some of them are snares. Some of them are belief systems. Whatever it is, I would dare say most of us, if not all of us, have gotten caught in several, many, all of them. But now it's time to free ourselves. Now it's time to liberate our soul from all the entrapments of this creation. So pay attention. Are you staying awake in your life? Are you staying awake in your meditation? Are you staying awake even in your dream state? That means staying present in the loving and allow the loving to live in you and through you and you to live into it and through it, back into God. And letting go of all those things that are not of the loving. And believe me, all these things that are of the realm of illusion are not of the loving. They are a reflection of the loving, but they are not the loving. Even the Lord of this realm of all these realms of the physical creation are not loving. They are a reflection of the loving. So we want to hold our attention on the place where loving resides in this creation, which is at the seat of the soul, where our soul dwells, where that living, loving essence dwells, and begin to live the loving first and only, God first and God only. Loving first and loving only. Soul first and soul only. That is the name of this game. If we can begin to approach life in that way, we will truly know change. And through that change, we will know liberation. Soul liberation, even while we're in the body, we will know our soul is liberated and that we are not caught up in this physical creation anymore.
We are not trapped here. Now, there are people on the path of light and sound, whether it be in ILM or Satmat or whatever group it is in the world, who have been initiated, who have done just what I've said, come awake in their meditations, liberated their souls, and felt that they had fulfilled it. They had done it. Only to turn around once again and get caught back up in the world. Losing sight that in order to maintain that liberation, they need to continue their meditation. Continue looking inward and upward to God first and God only. Continue to stay awake and not go back to sleep, as Rumi says. And there are those that have taken initiation and that truly have liberated their souls through the practice of meditation and living the loving, who have let go of that action of meditation and gotten trapped and caught up in the world once again and gone back to sleep. And now they're believing the illusion that they're a liberated soul, but they're not. Don't be one of those. Realize this journey continues on. Until you take your last breath and you get out of this body and you get this soul up out of this physical universe throughout all these realms of the lower and into the realm of soul and spirit and wake up there and stay awake there, you are not a liberated soul. Not truly. You are a liberating soul until that day. And that's why you continue meditating. Because you are a soul ever liberating yourself today, 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 this moment, this moment, this moment, this breath, this breath, this breath. You're liberating the soul right now by your meditation, by how you're handling your thoughts and your feelings about what you're doing in your actions and not reactions. And that's what this pathway is about. And what is the most important thing to you? I would hope it's your soul and its liberation. I would hope that it's God first. But if it is the world, that's fine. Go and do the world, but take God with you into it. Through your meditation, you can bring God into everything in your life. You can bring God into it and have it transformed for you. So no longer are you attached or caught up or trapped in it, but you are just participating, ever knowing that you can go right back up on that branch to the trunk, as Brian was talking about. Once you're on this straight and narrow path and you truly are awake, you can choose to go out on the branches and jump and play on the ends and have fun and experience in the world. And when you get tired of it, you know right where to go back to the center. You're not lost anymore. You're not out on the limb, caught there, wondering, well, how did I get here? And how do I get back? And where is back anyway? And I can even venture to say that there'll be a day when you'll be walking on that straight and narrow path of the trunk of the tree, and you'll see a limb and be sort of caught to look at it and go, hmm, should I go on out there? And you won't do it because you'll just so enjoy living in the simplicity 
that is the straight and narrow path of loving. That you won't need to go back out into the world and get caught up in it again and have that experience. But if you do, that's fine. Take God with you. Continue to meditate even out to the ends of the limb where maybe it's so dry and boring and nothing's happening even in your meditation. But do it anyway because the meditation will eventually, if not immediately, bring you back to center. And it's a lot easier doing it through that process than trying to find your way back in the world once again. So pay attention. The journey doesn't end the moment you think you are a liberated soul. Oh yeah, I've walked through the astral, I've walked through the causal, I know it, I've been through the mental, and I've made it through the etheric, and I've seen my own soul, and I've merged into it, and I've had the spiritual marriage, and together in that oneness I have merged into God, and I know God fully. And that is wonderful. But the journey doesn't end there. The journey doesn't end until you take that last breath and the soul fulfills that journey one more time, never to leave God ever again, merged in that loving, merged in that oneness. That is what this pathway is about. It's a lifelong plus one adventure. And some days it's exciting and some days it's pretty dry and blah. But every day that loving is present in you, that that is God in you. And every day that experience of the loving is available to you in your meditation that you then can bring into your daily experience if you will do it. Until finally one day, all you have to do is kind of look up a minute and then, oh my God, there it is. It's just right there. The loving is there. God's presence is there. The knowing that you are on this pathway home to God is there. And isn't that what we want anyway? Isn't it what we are longing for is to really be loved? To be in the loving? This is the only loving there is. God loving the soul and the soul loving God. There is no thing in the world that is true love. That is all an illusion. A great fantasy that sets up our desires to ever search into the world outside for something that truly resides inside. Stop chasing in the realm of shadows those illusions, those desires, those needs and wants, and find the fulfillment inside. I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. Keep telling yourself that. Keep chanting that over and over and over until you are living it in full awareness because you are one in the Father right now. You've never left. You've never been separated but you have gone asleep and forgotten the truth and have believed the great dream. Let go of the dream, let go of the illusion, and wake up and know, I and the Father are one. 